WLIW-FM In Conversation, our special program that brings you dynamic voices from across our region and beyond. Welcome to WLIW-FM In Conversation. I'm your host, Diane Michelli, General Manager of WLIW-FM, and with me are actors Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern, co-stars in The Sun, a new film adaptation of director Florian Zeller's play that focuses on mental health and a family struggling to understand and help their teenage son suffering from the disease. Thank you both for joining us. And let's start with both of you telling us about the storyline of the film from your perspective roles. You go. You go. No, first. I want to hear you Aww. first. You're so good at this. And then I can steal it. Okay, good. Um what an extraordinary opportunity just opening up and reading this script for the first time was. Um, written, uh, the play originally written by Florian Zeller, our director, uh, adapted by Florian and Christopher Hampton, uh, was an amazing gift in healing. Not just individually or as a parent, but healing the way I frame a conversation around mental health um, and my naivete about how shaming and blaming and how much denial we are in as a culture. What I particularly was moved by in the specifics of playing the character of Kate, the mother and ex-wife and co-parent of Hugh's character, is that I think she feels a way of controlling or feeling she has the remedy or can help her child is somehow if it's her fault. I think that in hoping that they did this, they take away that it's something that's unfixable for them. And um, I had never thought about it that way, but I understand that as a parent, the want to have an answer and hopefully that the problem's mine, not my child's that I don't know how to help him with. Um, so in every scene, scenes I'm in and not in, just the reading of this gift was extraordinary to me. I play Peter, who is the father of um, Nicholas, um, who's a 17-year-old boy struggling with acute depression. I'm not sure if we actually really label what it is, but there's a mental health crisis going on for him. He's not going to school. We find this out in the very almost first scene of the movie. Hasn't been going to school for a month and is really struggling. Uh, my character is remarried, um, has a baby. And about two years ago, uh, our relationship had split up. And so he's no longer living with um, at the home where the boy is. So the story is really about not just my character, but how families deal with this kind of crisis when someone in the family, particularly someone young, is going through an acute mental health crisis and how it affects everybody and how everybody, my character included, is really trying to do their best with limited knowledge and with pain from their own past and with unhealed relationships um, with Kate, um, Laura's character, we, we are co-parenting, but we have not really dealt with our uh, divorce or the split up. So there's there's a lot of limitations for how much they can help this uh, young man. And 
I think Florian's movie, The Father, really allowed you to get inside the head of Anthony Hopkins' character who's suffering with uh, dementia and make the audience feel what it is like to be in that person's shoes. And I think in this film, he's centering on what it's like to be the people around someone in a crisis and with the traumas and how they're dealing with it. I watched the film this weekend. Um, I have to say that that's very true. You do become so engaged and emotionally engaged with what's going on in the family and with the son. And it's, it's devastating, but it was beautiful in its own way as well. And as you talk about the healing and everything that you, you begin to understand in a different way, it was, you know, really, really impactful. It's going to speak to a lot of people in so many different ways. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. you know, and, and Laura talks about it. You're absolutely right. It is, it brings up so many conversations because there's so much really ignorance and shame and a lot of guilt around this. And I, I think even as a society, we're very much in the early days of understanding mental health. And with the pandemic, it's at such a, the numbers are staggering of how many people are suffering. I mean, everybody, everybody listening to this interview either is going through it themselves or knows someone very close to them going through it. So it's something we really need to tackle. Um, I, I met hmm. someone yesterday through friends on the street and they seem very shaken. And I asked them if they were okay. And they said, you know, I, I've been away. I, I went back to take care of my mother in the country. I, I haven't been back in the city and I've never had a mental health issue. I I don't know what to say, but I, I, I had to go to a restaurant for the first time in two years and no one had a mask on and I take care of my mother. And if she got COVID, she died. And I, I had a panic attack. I, I couldn't breathe. Is that normal? I, I started sweating profusely. I thought I was having a heart attack. And she just started weeping on the street. I didn't know this woman. And I, I just thought, oh my God, poor baby. Like she felt she was the only one who'd ever had this experience. It wasn't familiar to her. And we're all going through, even in, in the mundane everyday acts, such crisis of discomfort, of fear, of anxiety, of depression. And thank God for these conversations. I thank know? God you stopped and asked her. I, I'm sort of at that. I mean, that's a- well, I, I, probably wouldn't have if we hadn't made this movie and I hadn't right. had the experience of continual mm. conversation. You see everything differently, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. And that speaks to both of you, uh, particularly you, Hugh. You pitched yourself to director Florian Zeller for this role. Mm. How did you go about doing that? And is this why you were so compelled to do that? Yeah, I, I heard about the project and I read it and I did feel compelled to be part of it. I mean, not arrogant, like I have to be, but I really, really wanted it. Um, and mm, if I can be honest about myself, I rarely put my stake in, like, I really want this. It's easier to kind of go, well, I'll go for it. If it happens, it doesn't, you know, but I really want, I felt a, an urgency about the story, about the character, something in it for me as an actor, as a father, as a son, as a human being. And it's something felt very urgent about it. Of course, I loved the, the father and I knew of Florian's plays. I almost did one of his plays about six years ago. So I just emailed him basically. And I'd heard that he was out to a couple of other actors. So I was like, man, if you're dancing with our other actors, I'm not going to cut in. But if you're not, I would love to play the part. And he got back to me and literally two days later offered me the part. So yeah, I it did speak to, and I I think I'm, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I, you've, no, I've heard you, you say before, we, we, you feel, I felt an urgency about that. And, and all of us in, involved with this 
project felt that urgency and mm. and it's so gratifying now as the movie's coming out that these conversations that other people are feeling that same urgency to the story. How about you, Laura? How did you come to the film and did you feel equally as compelled to want to play the part? Yes, uh, the same. You know, uh, a, a true urgency and longing, mm. particularly as a mother, to express motherhood with her, through her, even though my circumstances are different, that desperation you feel uh, to have the answers for your child. Um, I think for any parent is so relatable. Um, and so I felt deeply privileged. Let's listen now to a clip from the movie trailer that gives listeners a sense of your characters and the struggles the family is facing. Blackman, there's so much joy in our family. I feel like a complete failure. If I'm like this, it's your fault. What have I done? What's, what's my fault? Haven't I always done everything for you? I have the right to reinvent my life! It is my life! How did the impact of the way you played your roles as parents come into, you know, your performances? And how did the film impact the way you're now parenting, if it did? I really could relate to that um, in my character, his sense of I'm going to do absolutely everything and maybe I maybe I, I need to double down. Maybe I hadn't done enough. Maybe I could do more. I, I, I need to somehow control this. I have felt that feeling before. Um, my kids are now 22 and 17, so I'm also realizing there's a hell of a lot you can't control. Um, but my character is certainly in that in that cr- moment of crisis going, I'm going to try and get a hold of this situation. I'm personally, well, not just himself, but with Kate, we're going to make sure this kid gets through this crisis and we're going to make sure we do that. And I have felt that in times, but how what this film has done for me as a parent, I think is now enabled me to lead with vulnerability and admitting I don't know what to do a lot of the time. Um, I am not sure of the answers. I am overwhelmed at times. I need help. Um, and just to voice those, not just with my wife or with friends, which I do a lot more than I used to do, and with my kids. I tell them that stuff now. I I never, I say things like, yeah, I don't know. I say things like, I think you think I'm disappointed in you, but I, I'm sorry if that's what you're reading. I'm not. I'm really just worried and I'm scared. And they look at me like, oh, um, my my son. I went up to him. I I had something I was really nervous about in, just in my work life, nothing to do with family. And I said, I'm sorry if I've seemed a bit distant. I've been really nervous and preoccupied about this thing, and I'm really worried about how it's going to go. And he hugged me, and I I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I went to pull away, and he just grabbed me in and hugged, and then I just wept. And then as I was crying, he held me like, I was like, but I'm the father. You're the... It felt, and it was so beautiful. I didn't, I in, I think I might have before this film thought that that's a burden for him. And, you know, and what I realized is, no, they feel vulnerability. They recognize it and they probably want to see that. So that's a long answer. I loved your answer because we're grateful for all the books and we're grateful for all the wisdom. But we play all the roles in our lifetime, and our children, in fact, do as well. And I Mm. remember 
and getting a divorce and this concept of like single parenting, co-parenting, I read how important it is to always be the parent, that your life is not your child's responsibility. Mm. And I too, and we have children basically the same age, our sons being 21, 22, our daughters being 17. And my son also the same age. I recently had this moment where he felt real pride in taking care of me in something that was going on. And I allowed it, which for years I thought, oh, no, no, you never want your child to feel like they've got to take care of you. That's toxic. You're the parent. And I saw as a young man how important it was that like I let him in to be a caregiver in that moment. Yeah. And I was, you know, worried about a parent. Yeah. And he wanted to take care of me while I worried about my parent. Yeah. And it was so beautiful, like that things transition as they grow older. And so for us to share specifically as humans, parenting a 17-year-old when we are mm -hmm. was an unparalleled gift mm. because it's such a specific moment. And I don't think I would have understood, even being a mother, I wouldn't have understood so specifically Nicholas's age and how easy it is to say, oh, they're 17. It's a phase. Yeah. It's a phase. It's a, you know, and not see the larger picture of what our child in this film is going through. Hugh, last year, WLIWFM in conversation spoke with your wife, Deborah Lee Furness, who, among many things, is a passionate human rights advocate for vulnerable children and co-founder of Hopeland, an organization focused on children growing up without a safe, loving family to help create a better world for them. One can't help but think that that work and focus played a part in your interest in this film role and impacted how you approached the role. Well, Laura knows Deb incredibly well. She's an extraordinary uh, woman who has done so much. She, she will do that kind of thing that Laura does all the time, stop people in the street. Are you okay? Um, She's extraordinary. So, and I've learned so much from her because she leads from her heart. Um, and I think in this work, in as obviously as an actor, but in this story in particular, one of the great messages of it is that if we're listening to our heart and not just our heads, we know a lot of the answers. We know how to help people. We know how to be there for them, to relate to them even when they're in crisis. Um, and so, yeah, I have, I've learned a lot from Deb on many, many, many areas, but it certainly did inform the work, yeah. What do you both hope audiences will take from the film? I hope they will uh, participate in this deep conversation that we were introduced to through this film, which is never not talking about our mental health as part of our health with a shame-free, deep empathy as we would if someone was in any physical health crisis. That is normalized. There is no shame in any of that. So why would that not translate into mental health? And I'm excited by what I'm witnessing at the end of these screenings, the mm. way people embrace the story as their own and share their own stories. Yeah. There hasn't been a journalist we have met that doesn't come in 
immediately wanting to talk about their experience. And so I think Florian really captured something that encourages a removal of shame. And that is a gorgeous thing to be part of. It beautifully said. Uh, Florian said when he, the play was on in Paris, every night people would stick around after the show, not to sort of say, oh, bravo, wonderful, but to actually talk about their experience. And so that's sort of why he wanted to make the film and do the play. And so exactly everything Laura said, but to have these conversations and ultimately for people not to worry alone, never mm. worry alone. Beautiful, know. yeah. Hopefully audiences feel that. I know I did when I watched the film. And there's a lot of Oscar buzz, so I wish you both well and the film well. And I want to thank you both so much for joining WLIWFM in conversation. Thanks, Thank Diane. you so much. So lovely to talk to you. Yeah. This is WLIWFM in conversation on 88.3 FM on the East End and Southern Connecticut and at 96.9 FM in Western and Central Suffolk with East End resident and actor Hugh Jackman and actress Laura Dern, co-stars in The Sun, a new film adaptation of director Florian Zeller's play about a family struggling to understand and help their teenage son suffering with mental health issues. The Sun premiered at the Venice Film Festival where it received a 10-minute standing ovation. It played recently at the Hamptons International Film Festival and will be in theaters nationwide starting Friday, November 25th. And we want to note that if you or someone you know is in emotional crisis, you can call or text 988, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for confidential, free support at any time. You can listen to more episodes of WLIWFM In Conversation on our website at WLIW.org radio on the NPR One app, as well as other streaming apps and podcast platforms. And you can follow WLIWFM on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WLIWFM. I'm your host, Diane Michelli, General Manager of WLIWFM. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of WLIWFM In Conversation. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of WLIWFM In Conversation, our special program that brings you dynamic voices from across our region and beyond. <laughs>